0: I want to pray for some people tonight. Um, we've been in this discipleship thing about learning how to be disciples and learning how important it is to be a disciple and and learn who Jesus is in our lives. And one of the first things we talked about was that there are people in this world who say, and I, if I as you raise your hand tonight, you might be one of them. I might say, how many of you are a Christian? And you might raise your hand and say, I'm a Christian, but a lot of people who who say they're a Christian sometimes don't know what that means. They don't honestly know what it means to be a Christian, and to be a believer, and to be uh, uh, somebody who are we not? Don't do we not have enough charged up? Is that what it is? Okay, I just still see people not with them. See, we weren't we weren't prepared. We so many came in, we weren't prepared. But that's all right. That's a good problem, I guess. Amen. Um. Anyways, so we 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 need to find out what we believe, and we've been talking about that. There's a lot of stuff going on. Teachings that are false and teachings that are uh, erroneous and teachers, teachings that are not coming from the Bible. And, you know, we just had this, this uh, tragedy happen on, on, on uh, Friday morning, Saturday morning uh, in El Paso where all these people passed away. All these people were murdered. All these people died. That was a tragedy. It was a horrible thing. And, and I was talking to some, some, some guys yesterday at the gym and telling them, you know, what if that had been you at that Walmart. Think about that tonight where you're at right now in your life. What if Saturday morning here in Denton or Crum or Sanger or wherever, you'd have been at the store and that would have happened. What, what would, would you have been ready to stand before God? And, and that's the question that we all need to think about because as you're here tonight, you're, you're here now, but you're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised next week. And, and, and we need to think sometimes more about where we're going to spend eternity More than what we're going to do for school this year. Or more than what we're going to do at conference. Or more than what we're going to eat next week. We need to think about where am I going to spend my eternity because eternity is forever. Now everybody has an opinion about what is going to happen in eternity. How many know everybody's got an opinion? Everybody says, well, this is what I think and this is what I think. And others say this is what I I believe. And everybody has their thought and everybody has their opinion. And opinions are like noses. Everybody has one. Everybody's got an opinion, but just an opinion doesn't mean anything. But there's a manual, the Bible says, there's a manual which is God's Word that tells us what happens after life on this earth. And J- Jesus Christ Himself, who we believe with all of our hearts is Lord and Savior tonight and Master, said some words that should, should help us tonight and, and understand give us understanding tonight that there is a peace that we can have to know where we're going to go when our life ends. You might be in here and you might be uh, you, really young, really re- a really young person, 15, 10, 20, 25. You might think you have all these years before you. And 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 I, I was telling this uh, friend of mine yesterday, actually it wasn't a friend, I just someone I had just met. I was sharing with him my testimony and I was sharing with him how... My friend in Costa Rica was 27 years old, and he he was going to catch a pass in a basketball game and dropped dead of a heart attack. Couldn't be in better physical condition than this man was, and died just like that. His life was over just like that. Thank God he was saved, thank God, I had shared my faith with him, thank God, he had made Jesus Christ his Lord and Savior, and he went right into the presence of God, amen, and he's in heaven today, living with the Lord, but if he wouldn't have known the Lord, his life ended that day, that morning, just like that, just just a flash, everybody just take your hand and go like this, how fast that is, that's how fast you can lose your life, my daughter on her way to church, almost got in a really bad accident, really shook her up, a car just, just came right over in her lane, caused her to go in the other lane. She lost control, really shook her up. I mean, God forbid, I could that could have happened tonight. She could have lost her life in a car accident. We don't know what tomorrow brings. It's not promised to us. It's, it's, it, life, the Bible says, is like a vapor. And, and I want you to think about something tonight. I want you to think whether you've been saved a long time or you don't know who God is. There is a manual. There is somebody who knows of everything about us, and I want to know what he says about my life. I want to make sure that my life is lining up with his rules. Amen. He's the creator. You ever looked at an amazing sunset or a a beautiful sunrise and, and just been in awe of how beautiful it is? That God that created that sunset created you, and he has a plan for your life. And our plans a lot of times don't line up with the plans of God. Can I say that again? Our plans a lot of times don't line up with God's plans for our lives. He has a, a road he wants us to be on, and we take a different road a lot of times, don't we? We do our own thing a lot of times. We, we, we say, well, I'm going to go this way, and God's saying that's the road to destruction. The Bible actually says that, that people have a, 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 a thought that this is the way I should go, and it says that leads to destruction in Proverbs. So on, on Saturday morning, 22 people woke up to go to the store to buy school supplies and groceries and went into eternity in an instant by, by, a, by a ridiculous act of cowardice and violence. But the question is tonight, was I, would I have been ready? And, 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 and the question is too, what do we do after a tragedy like that? Now, that's in our state, even though it's far down. I imagine some of you have some family down in that area in our church. Some of you might have known somebody that was affected by that, and it can trouble your heart. How many have ever been troubled and, and worried and thought, man, what, what if this happened to me? What, what if this happened that way? Or what if an act of violence happened this way? And so our hearts can be troubled, and we need peace. And so watch what Jesus says in John 14. We're going to put this up on the screen. And, and read this, and I love Jesus' words. He says, let your not your heart be troubled. Now, this is God himself telling us, don't be troubled in your heart. I, I like to hear it straight from him, right? Not from a person, but from God. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. And he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. We talked about that Sunday morning. And I will receive you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Listen closely to this. There's a lot of people in this world today that when someone dies, they say they're in a better place. Don't they? They're in a better place. You know what? That's wishful thinking. Let's be real. They say rest in peace. And obviously that's what we want. We don't want anybody to go to hell. But the the reality is a lot of people when they die aren't resting in peace. A lot of people when they die are not in a better place. Because the Bible says that when we die... We go one of two places. The Bible says there's two places that a a person goes when they pass into eternity. And and tell the person next to you, we're all going to go into eternity. How many believe that's the truth? And guess what? We don't have a choice. Someone might say, well, I don't want to go into eternity. Nobody asked you. Nobody asked me if I wanted to spend my life in eternity. God didn't say if you want, you can just turn the lights out and go to sleep and that'll be it. He didn't ask us that. He said there's an eternity, but he said you can choose where you spend it. And so as soon as we pass into eternity, we go to one of two places, heaven or hell. And we cannot just say, oh, well, they're in a better place because we want them to be. The reality is there's only one way to go to that place that he says he's preparing. There's only one way to be with Jesus because he says, where I am, you will be also. And he says the key to get into that place is believing in him. Amen. You have to have a key to get into a door. How many have ever seen something real, a place really nice you want to go to? Maybe you walked up to a, a, a house and said, man, I'd love to live in this house. If you don't have the key, you can't get in. And Jesus is the key. He's saying in his own words here, don't let your heart be troubled if you believe in me. Okay? So he says, I'm going to go prepare this place where you will be also. Verse 4, watch this. And where I go, you know. And the way you know. Now, if you don't know the way tonight, I'm telling you the way. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? That's the question of this world today. Jesus said this. Here's the key. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way. He's the truth, and he's the life. Can you say amen? Jesus is the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. Do I have anybody in here that believes that? Not just with your head, but with your heart. That that you believe that the only way to have peace and rest in peace and and to to go to a better place is through Jesus. We'll leave that up there for a second. And he says, no one comes to the Father except through me. We'll leave right there for a second. I told this guy yesterday at the gym, I said, listen, you got to understand something. We're all going to die. We're all going to pass into eternity. I was using the example of El Paso and the shooting, and then obviously the other one that happened in Ohio, car accident, whatever. We, we, too many times we think, well, that was down in El Paso. That's a whole bunch of miles away. Well, it happened over in Ohio. Why do we have to wait till something hits in our neighborhood for us to wake up? Why do we have to wait till tragedy comes before we think about eternity? And worst scenario, why do we have to wait till it's over? You know, a lot of people are going to be standing before God and they're going to be wishing that they would have made a choice while they were alive. Because Hebrews 9.27, and I want everybody to listen to this, Hebrews 9.27 says this, It is appointed unto man once to die, and then comes judgment. You don't get a second chance. You don't get another opportunity to give your life to God. It's, it's, It's one chance and this is it. This is your night tonight. This is your day. This is your life. This is what matters. It's right now to think about where am I going to spend eternity. And I told that man, we're all going to die, and there's only one person. Now, once you snapped earlier, I want you to put your hand up and do this. One. There is only one person in the history of the world who has been bold enough to say, that I have been to the other side and come back. Only one in his name is Jesus. Come on, church. Only one. Now, there have been a lot of good people in this world. There have been a lot of... Think about the disciples. Think about Jesus' mother, Mary. Think about uh, Peter and James and John. And think about Mary Magdalene. Think about Joseph and Moses and Abraham and all the people along the road who, who served God. Only one has been to the other side of eternity and came back. And that's Jesus. And so I told this this man at the gym, I said, that's who I'm going with, the only one. See, no other God, no other religion, no other person has ever been able to say, I've defeated death. I've been to the other side. I've got the keys to death and hell and the grave in my hands. And that's Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God. And he says, don't let your heart be troubled. He says, I've got this under control. I, I, I've got this. I, I am who I say I am. How many have heard some people say that they're something, but they're not? A lot of people claim to be things. A lot of cl- people claim to want to give you things or do things for you, but Jesus says, I am who I say I am. They asked God who he was. He said, I am. I love that. Only Jesus can say, I am. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. Let's finish this. Verse 7. Actually, I want to skip one down real quick just for time. Let's go to verse um, 12. I want to skip to verse 12. Now, I want to pray for some people tonight because I I believe there's some people here who need some miracles. In your bodies, maybe some miracles in your finances, maybe some miracles in your marriage, maybe some miracles uh, in, in your family. And I want you to know tonight that God is able to heal, to deliver, to set free, to change, to transform you tonight and give you a new life. So he says this, most assuredly, this is in our language for sure, all right, or if you want to go slang, for sure, amen, for sure, I say to you, he who believes in me, now how many believers do I have in here again tonight? He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Why can I tell you I want to pray for you tonight? Because Jesus said, the works that I did, you can do also. And he said, greater works, greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. Now, real quick, you know what the greatest work is? The greatest work is not a healing of a body. The greatest work is not a healing of a marriage. The greatest work is not a promotion at your job. The greatest work of the Bible is that somebody would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord of their life. And the Bible says they would pass from death into life. From death into life. Because Jesus said these words. He He said, he who believes in me, and I'm asking you again, do you believe? He who believes in me. Will not, though he may die, he will live forever. Amen. That's good words right there. Though he may die, he will live forever. He who believes in me, though he were dead, he shall live. And so life, life and life more abundantly. And he says, I'm going to do these great works through you. And he says, here's why. Because I say to you, he who believes in me will do these greater works because I go to my Father. God the Father is in heaven right now. Jesus Christ the Son is at his right hand. Y'all hear? God the Father is in heaven right now, where we want to be. Jesus Christ is at his right hand. And guess where the Holy Spirit is? Right here. Right here. Right here in this place. God the Spirit is here right now. And he's here to heal, he's here to deliver. He's here to save. He's here to set free. Some of you in here tonight need some chains broken off of your lives. Some of you in here tonight need peace. You haven't been sleeping. You've been having fear and living in fear. And Some of you ever since that shooting have been have been able to sleep because you're afraid. Because gr- fear has you gripped. You're afraid. Fear is not of God. Fear is false evidence appearing real. But it's not real because he said, I have overcome these things. I have overcome these things, and I'll do great. He said, greater is he that is in me than the devil that's in this world. Amen. Now, would you bow your heads tonight and close your eyes all over this place? I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question, and I'm not asking the person next to you. I'm asking you. I'm not asking the person in front of you or behind you. I'm asking you. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Not just do you believe in Him, but do you know Him? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. The only way that I can truly go into heaven, the only way that I can truly be saved, Jesus' words Himself is to put my faith in Jesus. To put my faith in Jesus and who He is. Tonight, at this very moment, I want you to know that for somebody here, you might not have tomorrow, you might not have next week. Today's the day of your salvation. Today's the day that Jesus can change your life forever. And I want you to know He loves you. He loves you tonight he cares about you he wants the best for you but he also said these words he who loves me he who believes in me obey my commandments do what he says if you want life you got to go to the life giver tonight how many in this place could say you know what if i die today if i'd have been at that if i'd have been at that walmart saturday morning I don't know for sure where I'd be right now. If I don't know where in eternity I'd be if I'd be in God's presence or if I'd be in hell. Because there's only two places. You only get one chance. And we don't say that to scare you. I don't say that to scare you. I, t- I say that to tell you that life is short. And I'm telling you who wrote the manual of your life is God. And God says that the way to heaven is through His Son. How many could say, Pastor, would you pray for me tonight? I don't know Jesus. Would you lift your hand up and say, pray for me tonight? That's me. I don't know Jesus tonight, and I want to know that I'm saved. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. I want to know if I pass, if I would have passed into eternity in that shooting, I'm ready. I don't know tonight, though. And that's you. Just lift your hand up and say, pray for me tonight all over this place. How many? I'm not sure. I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church. And I'm not asking you to become a member of this church. I'm asking you, are you ready? Do you know the Lord? Are you saved? Are you born again? Is your faith totally in Jesus tonight? How many can say, I need that tonight? That's me. Just lift your hand. All over this place. All over this place. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. Amen. We're going to stand to our feet, if you would. And I want to pray for some people tonight. I believe that there's some needs here. If you're sick in your body, we're going to sing a song. We're going to open up the altars. I, 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 it, you know, it's, it's Wednesday night. What a great night to get healed. Because Jesus still heals. I want to open up the altar. Now, every time in the Bible where Jesus would heal somebody, he always told them, your faith has made you whole. And so they would do something. They would Acting, or they would go to him. The one lady pushed her way through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. She Said, "If I could just touch him, I'll be healed." And all you need to do tonight is say, "Lord, I need a healing." If you have a sickness in your body, if you've got a, a need for a job, if you've got a, a marital problems, if we're not we're not individualizing these, we're just making it general. If you need a touch from God tonight. As we begin to sing, I want you just to do something. I want you to say, Lord, I'm going to go forward to this altar. This is the altar, and I'm going to step out in faith. And by the time I get to the altar, I'm going to receive my miracle. I'm going to receive my healing. Jesus took care of that on the cross. When he died on the cross, the Bible says he died not only for your sins, but for your infirmities. We have people all across this building tonight who have been delivered from, from, from drugs, been delivered from alcohol, people who've been delivered from, from physical ailments, people who have, 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 you heard earlier, had their marriages healed. Whatever it is tonight, if you need something, would you just step out? Would you just step out to the nearest aisle and come down here? We want to pray for you this morning. We want to, or tonight, we want to lift up your need before God tonight and believe for a miracle. Come on, just step out and come stand right here across the front. Amen. Just come and, and come by faith that you're going to receive a touch from God in your body. Amen. As you're here, would you just close your eyes and just begin to say, Lord, I need your touch. We're going to begin to sing this song as they begin to sing. We're going to pray in a moment. I want you just to open up your heart and I want you to say, God, touch me right where I'm at. I'm coming forth by faith. I'm coming forth by faith tonight to receive a healing in my body. I'm coming forth tonight to receive a deliverance in my life. I'm coming forth tonight to see a miracle happen in my marriage, in my finances, in my situation. Yes, Jesus. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is in this place tonight. Saints, would you pray with me? Would you lift up God's name and begin to worship Him tonight? We're going to declare healing tonight. We're going to declare deliverance tonight. Yes, Jesus. As we pray, as we open our mouths, as we say, Jesus, touch me tonight. God's going to do a miracle.